2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: There's a new story every single day with the good folks at Live, Love, Memphis. Like Alvin's. Alvin had a home in Raleigh, and he had to sell it quickly, expeditiously. So he reached out, because he's smart, to live... Memphis group. Jen and her team went to work right away. They listed it for more than Alvin ever believed was possible, and they got not one, not two, not three, not four, five offers in two days. And they sold the home for even more than the list price that Alvin thought was too high in the first place. So you get the significant equity out of the home. And everybody is happy. That's what the Live Love Memphis does, group
3: does every single day, day in day out. Reach out, be the next Alvin. SoloLiveLoveMemphis.com. Yep, help so good it can change your life. Did for me, did for Alvin, uh, and has for just about everybody we've sent over there. Because Jennifer Carson, in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, is going to get you more money than you, even you think is possible for your home. If it was case for me. It was case for Alvin. And, again, what, no matter what your situation is, uh, she's going to find the best option for you. And she's going to make it real simple. That's what I appreciated most about Jennifer Carstensen and her team. To get in touch, you call them up, 901-625-5200. Again, 625-5200. Um, they can make the miracle look normal, uh, or at least that's what I thought it was with my home. Uh, let them work for you. It's a Live, Love, Memphis, Live, Love, Nash, and Live, Love, DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. All
1: right, so we do have uh, a little bit of news in the AAC. You know, when I do these uh, betting shows with BetQL, Jason, they call me Mr. AAC because I try to represent for the small guy, it's getting right? It's tougher to do. Yeah, the guy that has uh, no seat at the table. Uh, and so this was obviously big news in my world, Jason, because and your world and everybody listening's world because after a 10-year run, uh, at the end of this academic year mike aresco is saying goodbye to the aac he is retiring mm. as the commissioner of the league and i will say this um i i i really believe this i think mike aresco probably did the best he could with what he had um that i i think he was a he was a fighter for this league he you know because i i think there are some commissioners right that have no vision. Klee great example. Larry Scott, great example. Uh, and now the Pac-12 is dead. You know, Mike Resco did a really good job of keeping this thing together and at the time negotiating what was a very respectable television deal with ESPN uh, for this league. You know, and obviously, you know, you don't have a lot of leverage because, you know, your properties are your properties. But, you know, looking back and you compare it to what other leagues outside of that power structure got, yeah. and it was pretty damn good. Um, you know, I think, you know, if you want to sort of make this like a, you know, a poker analogy, you know, Mike Oresko never had a – he never had ace-king suited. He never had, you know, aces or kings or queens. He always sort of had like a, a queen-jack off-suit, you know, jack-ten off-suit. And he found, you know, ways to to turn those hands into, into something, you know. Uh, he, nobody was getting rich. Nobody was, you know uh, – you know, changing their lives, so to speak. Yeah. But I think the the, the, the legacy on Mike Oresco's time with the AAC would be he played the cards he had as well as anybody could have reasonably played them. And that is not what you can say about every commissioner that's been over a league. You know what I mean? Let alone one that doesn't have all the advantages that others enjoy. So um, I think it is a loss for the AAC. I think he did a really good job. I think we had him on the show maybe once or twice, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think by the end of it, the forces were just so strong that, you know, his power was basically nothing. He couldn't keep SMU from from leaving. He couldn't keep, you know, uh, Houston, UCF, you know, uh, Cincinnati from leaving. I mean, it's just nothing he could reasonably do. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, who they decide to target, what kind of, you know, person that they have, you know, behind them and what, the, you know, how ambitious will they be? Big 12 did a fantastic job with Brett Yormark, you know, um, after Bowlesby stepped down, he was, he had vision, he had, yeah, they did. and he executed it for the most part. You know, I don't know what the AAC's, what a, what a realistic ambition should or should not be. Uh.
3: Where's your Pac-12 commissioner?
1: He, awful. I mean, he's dead. He, 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 it's dead. Over. It literally killed the league. <laughs> I mean, now some of that was put in place years ago by the previous commissioner and Larry Scott, but point remains the same. He oversaw the death of the Pac-12. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how how or if that would happen to it in AAC, but you can preside over a slow death, I guess, you know. And so I think that's what you have to avoid. So it, it, it's a big decision for this league, and I don't know. I think they're – their ESPN deal was
3: for ten years when they negotiated it. It so. goes through thirty one, thirty two. Okay, so you've got some time, obviously,
1: uh, to uh, you know to, to prepare for that. That's not. Uh, who knows if the next one will even happen on their agenda.
3: So that, that's the best in terms of his legacy. And I agree with almost everything you said. But the the the, the biggest thing for Michael Resco was the exposure getting on ESPN this deal what it did for the schools you think about where they were essentially the AAC schools were getting about 2 million dollars a year yep okay uh that previous 7 year contract they had with ESPN before the 1 billion dollar one was making the league about 83 million dollars per year uh no excuse me 20 million dollars per year before the new deal which upped it to 83 million dollars per year and so you go from 2 million a school basically to 7 yep and that's i mean uh, Outside the power structure, that was as good as it got. And so that's the point. And and, and listen, for the most part, Aresco, and we can we can, you know, discuss where it's headed now, but for this time that you got all that exposure, you were widely regarded as the best conference outside of the out of the power five. And that wasn't just Mike Oresco waving a flag saying power six. Most of those folks regard most of the folks in college athletics regarded you as that. Part of that was that exposure. You know, being on ESPN, I know we we joke and we can't stand you know the ESPN Plus stuff half the time. But when Memphis has a good game, typically you're going to see it on ESPN. That helps every 100%. school in the conference in terms of recruiting and everything else. And so, from an exposure standpoint, this former television exec, you know, Michael Risco did the job, and he got you to a point, you know, that was um, more than doubled the payout. So again, with with the hand he was dealt, probably about the best you were going to do. Absolutely. And, so, and, and when you say who should replace him. I don't, you know, another, you know, television exec might not be a bad idea, although, you know, this deal's not up till thirty-one, thirty-two, so you yep. won't be doing a media rights deal here for a while.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think your, 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 your job is to keep the league relevant, you know, I mean, however you can. Um, I don't think there's anybody you can add. I mean, I know they're bringing in, uh, was it Army? Army? You're bringing in Army. Uh, you know, your job is to... You know, sort of make sure that you're uh, in a position to be relevant. And I don't know if
3: that's well. You're kind of in a race against what the Mountain West is doing, right? And that little, you know, scheduling thing they've got exactly. going with Washington State, and Oregon State. You, you, the job is they're to trying to pass up. you, yep. so yep. you know, yep. the job is to stay ahead
1: of that's them. That's a good point. That is and the so, job. So
3: how do you do that right now? Because they're clearly making plans. They're trying to be that. Now I will say group the group of thing five that you have
1: over the Mountain West is that the Mountain West is not on ESPN. Correct. I mean, it, it is From its own. From an exposure right. standpoint,
3: you, you have the advantage there. And
1: the Mountain West Network is hard. I think they have CBS Sports. I think that's what they have. Like They have occasional games there. But it's not ESPN.
3: And so that is a distinct advantage that you have. But if we're talking about ranking teams outside of the Power 5 or Power 4. You would whatever say the Mountain West be, comes first. because And they will have games against Colorado State and Washington State, whereas all your games are still against those dogs. Uh, Oregon State, yeah. Oregon State, yeah. excuse me. All those games are still against those dogs that are that's still That's true. That that,
1: that that that. So I don't
3: know how you can. You don't even have SMU to claim anymore. You'll have Tulane exactly. without Willie Fritz. We hope it stays up, but there's less to say. Look at what we did. Yes. Outside of the two, no, I think, a real, games you, I think that's I think that's a real problem. We got Florida State next year, and yes, yeah, you know, it's going to be an issue. Um, in terms of staying ahead of that group, because again, you they'll have a couple of more opportunities in their conference schedule to impress. Uh, you know that's uh, uh, the selection committee, the college football playoff that's ranking the teams, you know, and finding that best group of five team. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's we're in a tough spot there, just trying to stay ahead of them. Exactly, we're losing SMU too,
1: because that's the thing. Um, it's like you you used to be able to just assume that if you won the AC, you're in. You right, know? right. And now I don't think that is the case. Now I think it's, you have to be undefeated. Yeah, they're
3: going outside the box over there in Mount the Midwest yes. on how to get ahead of you. You'll have and to so, be undefeated
1: and you'll have to knock but, off a Power Five team and you'll have to, you know, do all those things. And so, I, you know, I don't know if it's like in a scheduling alliance or something. Get, like you can try to, like you, you got to try to find, yeah. you got to get creative somehow. The Sunbelt or
3: something. Yeah. Sunbelt is not a bad. Uh, a little scheduling alliance with the with the top teams in the Sun Belt, A couple like the, uh, of them. Appalachian something. State, Us and Tulane, and App State, Carolina. Carolina, Coastal, I don't know. Some some out of there. You gotta you, be willing to go outside the box. Well, that's not like it, it's
1: actually not a bad game. Like at Memphis versus App State. Yeah. That's a good non power
3: five game. I mean, I think, you know, James the, Madison. The prob- the, the, pro- the issue though isn't it they're still part of a conference, unlike That's true. Yeah, that's true. Know, what the Mountain West is getting with with uh, with Washington well, State, you and, know
1: what then the, the, AAC, they the AAC and the Sun Belt should just merge. You know, at that point they should just come together and and uh, you know merge and make a thirty team little. You know, I don't even want to call it super,
3: but uh, sub sub division.
1: But don't you think that's not a bad idea? James Madison's ranked. Appalachian State has beaten you know Michigan. I mean, they're always like Coastal's been relevant. They've been ranked in the top twenty
3: five. You know, it could help them too. Just in, ter- but again, what are you? What are the top teams in the AAC that they're looking at and saying, "You guys help us"? Right now, you can say Tulane based on the history. You can eh, you can bank on Memphis being okay. I guess is it that bad with what's coming back? I'm I just mean, saying the,
1: the, the Sun Belt is actually not bad, bro. Well, with the SMU leaving, they can look over here and say the are fine. The they're- Sun Belt is better than the AAC with SMU gone. Yes. James Who Madison just won the App freaking State, football title. Coastal Carolina, Troy, Texas State, uh, you know, Marshall. I mean, all those teams are better football programs than what the AAC has. There's just no doubt about it. Again, I mean,
3: the investment seems to be there. The spark seems to have, uh, have 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 touched off. There's a fire down in New Orleans for Tulane athletics, I guess. But there's no promise that that football program, even with the extra level of investment, stays as hot as it's been. So it could get real ugly. I bet. That's what I'm saying, you better think outside the box because I, I think Mountain West probably already moved ahead of you, and good chance Sun Belt will as well.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a uh, it's a pretty d- Oresco
3: though, disgusting one. Yeah, cause uh, I, I guess we're him. saluting them.
1: Take your hat off, man.
3: No, nah, it ain't that serious, bro. D-
1: thank you, Brad. Th- Brad, cooperates. Come on, BC, salute, man. That's ridiculous, dude.
0: I'm doing my job over here. Tip you know, of the so? cap, bro. I the I, they could have done do a lot worse. They could have done a lot worse. Like the g right? thing. You yeah. Don't just,
1: you don't just touch the bill, bro. You take respect. It David yeah, Rudd would
0: make a good
3: uh, conference. Uh, uh, I think he would love it because he's always Rudd wanted be good to be. At, in he's athletics. an advocate.
1: That'd be great. You know? Memphis would get the pick of everything. <laughs> you know, I'd be all down for that. I mean, he's teaching now, right? I mean, he's no longer president. I, I, I wouldn't want the job as much nah, as I pretended. You know, like on on Twitter, I would not want that job. No, it's a hard job. You got to like, you got to pretend. For a little bit, you gotta be like, "Oh, this league is uh, great." I would, I would get up on there on, on camera every day. I like, said, "This league sucks." Hands <laughs> <laughs> right? and then, John but, up they, there, and then the, <laughs> Army, <laughs> the, Army, the Army Navy game is
0: not even a part of it. That's right, what, that's exactly. You can't even ridiculous. get ridiculous. Yeah, you know, that was a weird move, right? I mean, that move is a misstep, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I don't. I just don't. The, the value, though, I don't know how much value you're getting at Army if, if if you can't even include that <laughs> game uh, as right. part of your. I,
1: like, if we ever had to go to war. If, like, conferences ever declared war on one another. I like our chance. You know, like, we should invade. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) Afghanistan, we should just invade. But uh, if we ever did that. We'd have to take on the
0: Mountain West because the Air Force is in the Mountain West.
1: No, well, no, we would avoid them. We would go to like uh, we would go to the the, the pansy conferences. We go like the ACC. Oh yeah, invade the ACC. We kick all the bat. We kick out. Uh, you know uh, the crappy ass uh, NC State. In, uh, Boston State College and, is gone. Yeah, Boston oh, College, God. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. We walk into your trap and take over your trap <laughs> by air, or by uh, by sea, <laughs> or by land. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And if Air Force wanted to get in on the party, we can do that too. Yeah. Uh, but unless we're doing that, I don't like it. <laughs> Unless we're doing it, <laughs> I don't like it. so uh anyway
3: uh uh go so says good luck so yeah,
1: that's exactly right like uh, <laughs> what, uh who is it uh, king george and the and the uh who, who which king is it in in hamilton which, which one is, is it? Is it George? I think it it's is, it is Not George. George. Yeah, I, no, it I, don't it is. I don't know which right. George it was. So well, he, should, he should just get on the mic and he should say, Good luck!
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, was his, uh, what was that song, bro, the King George one?
3: I don't know the name of it, but the You'll Be Back. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. right. What comes next?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Soon yeah. you'll see. That's it. Yeah. You you wish I was back, you know? Uh, and then, like, uh, when they, uh, you know, announced some, you know, Low rung staffer to uh replace him. He's like, I know him. I'm <laughs> your I loved this song in Hamilton. It was the, it was one of the better yeah. I gotta watch, is there any dirty words, words in it? No. Soon you see you remember you belong to me. Yes. You'll be back. Time will tell. <laughs> that's that's uh that's what we're saying to SMU right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: That thing gonna break up.
1: You'll be back. you, you paid girl. Cash. Yes, sir. Because, they, they the ACC about to break up. Yep. Florida State is done. going to be thin. That's exactly right. And then we're going to invade the league no. with the Ar- with Army and Navy. Da, and take da, it over. Da, 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 da. Da, Jeff Cog is going to join us on the other side. Jason and John, how are you trying to find me? ESPN.
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: Uh,
1: (laughs) Maserati Marv! You got barbecue back there! He is Jeff Hawkins joins us every Thursday on the show, and now the proud owner of a brand-new Maserati. How's it drive,
5: man? Is it drive pretty good? You, can, you cannot imagine my surprise when among the spam that I got today was a piece of mail telling me that I was pre-qualified for a Maserati. I, and somehow I think they got the emails mixed up. I don't, I don't think I'm your quintessential Maserati driver. As I asked, I said, I don't even know if they make many Mans. So I don't I don't think I'm going to be driving a Maserati anytime soon. You can get a Tesla for like ten bucks right now. I, so is that true? You can get a Tesla for like yeah, ten. Yeah, uh,
1: well, not not ten bucks. Like I mean, relative to what they used to cost, I think now you can get like a you know the uh, the car right, like not the uh, you know SUV version of it or whatever, but the car for like twenty seven grand after the federal tax credit.
5: Mm. I really have decided that you know because even though I drive a two thousand and I don't know what it is you can Six, 2006 minivan. I do, like, I'm not someone who doesn't admire even your car, John. I look at your car, I think, man, that's a good looking car. Why does John drive in a better car than me? I should have a nicer car. You know, I look at him. cars. I go to the uh, parking lots, I look at cars, I see the, I, and I admire them. And, and yet then at some point, and I, and occasionally I'm torn. I'm like, I could do it. Like, I could buy a nicer car. I think, I think, I, I think, I, I think I, Jeff I, could do it. Yep. I have enough money to buy a, a nicer car. I could buy a nicer car. And then, honestly, given the crime wave that we have faced with, it, it actually gave me peace over it because it made me think part of my anti-crime uh, device, my strategy, is to drive a car that no one would ever bother me in, you know, like there's no one who's gonna carjack this car. That no one wants this car. No, I don't think. Well, I wouldn't dare him. So I wouldn't dare it. You know what I mean? I, yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: my <laughs> ride Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just, you know, say. Kids, I see your challenge. Anybody want to yeah. steal this? Yeah. You know, I mean, you I could yeah. definitely on, try that.
5: Yeah, it's not. It's not likely, and it's also even if you were like thinking, okay, I'm gonna smash windows looking for a gun. Is it really? Mini tend to be the one, like an old ass. No, minivans? no. I mean, like, I, I wouldn't. I don't think. I think having a really old, ratty minivan is kind of a strategic. It's kind of a strategic thing in Memphis, and I sort of have decided I will get a nicer car. I mean, I say this when I leave Memphis because I don't really plan to leave Memphis, but that's sort of what I think about. It's amazing though.
1: Okay, can we just talk about the dichotomy of Calkins for a second here? The duality of man. I'd rather
5: ride
3: around raggedy.
1: Well, I mean, we we had this whole knockdown drag out about Topgolf three weeks ago. You said you won't even buy a new car because you're afraid to drive it. I mean, that's what, you know, the duality of man. It's not that I'm afraid. Wait, no. We had What was it? Oh, yeah.
5: No, it's not that I'm afraid to drive it. It's that I'm just trying to be prudent. I don't have an i don't I don't have an alarm system on my house. I don't whatever. But oh, yeah, I, don't I, you think? Don't you think a forty thousand, fifty thousand, eight and that's twenty thousand car is nothing. Now. Don't you think a sixty thousand or eighty thousand dollar car? Don't you think if I bought my Maserati, that I'm now pre-qualified? Oh buy, well, yeah. I mean,
1: you would definitely don't you be a, target? Makes me yes. a yes. target. Yes, it makes You would freaking target? Well, uh, we're not talking about. A Maserati, though we're talking about like a, uh, you know, just something different, something new, you know, like my car, like an in, Audi, just, like a Jeep, like Jason drives, you know, like something just new and. and I it. just reached in my
5: car, uh, car pocket, uh, whatever you call that thing, and uh, and it is, it's a two thousand six. Toyota. Right. Yeah, two thousand. I mean, and,
1: and honestly, it's 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 uh is is raggedy as hell. I mean, it's it's, it's unbecoming great. of someone
5: as distinguished as you are. Uh, I think it fits, is that a it new fits. bike rack you got on the back of that thing, Joe? It fits the image. It's got an old ratty bike rack on it too. Uh, no, I've actually had that bike rack for a long time. I okay, just, you know, just it's put got it straps and. I can't figure out how to it I don't know, man. I just feel that. like if I like were you. Jeff's
3: always hauling in there. That's not the part we're talking about. He's got dogs or whatever else. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, I'm just yeah. You yeah, yeah. no, can't yeah. do that in a It's a, it a biohazard. Anyway.
5: If I, if I bought a new car, I have the dogs in it. And I, yeah. Whatever, anyway. Like I don't. It's just not, it
1: doesn't. It doesn't. That van sense. is where COVID originated. There is no doubt about. <laughs> it's a Wuhan. Yeah, man, that thing <laughs> got all, that <laughs> thing got all kind of French fries in That's the a damn. Fair
5: point. Yeah, Jordan Brown probably whatever he got. Yeah, he got my minivan. Yeah. No, he's got a virus. It's just a not the one you everybody see, thinks. See, like, you know the little little, little cup holders next to you. know. Yes. Like, J- I, I the cup holders that are next to me, I look I'm looking in there now you know coffee flashes over the side in there and yep. then just sort of pools and coalesces and it mixes with some coins and a toothpick it's just it's terrible it's un unbe- it is you're exactly right it's unbecoming of a man of my age yeah and you got That's a fiance
3: I know Claire right. don't want to be in there with all
5: that yeah.
1: hey no that way great. they oh. drive Claire's car bro that, there exactly. there is no question Claire does
5: not approve of the minivan. Or certainly riding in it. You know, one of the beautiful things, you know how I knew she doesn't care. was a person. She doesn't care about your money or your car. It's, it's not that she doesn't care. She drives a Toyota minivan. <laughs> it it don't, but it don't look like It yours. don't, haul, it it don't like look yours
1: like that, is. bro. I mean, you're, you're, that thing was in honestly, Mad
5: Max. I think hers is 2013. <laughs> you know, I think hers isn't much... Yeah. Hers is seven years newer, but it's still 10 years old. Yes. You know, like, so, um, so, yes, it's not as, it is not as grungy as mine, but... Uh, grungy is exactly right. By the um, way, we have not talked about this. You're getting yeah. married.
3: That's fantastic. Congratulations.
5: Yeah, it's true. That's true. Do we have a date? Yeah. So, so and, and the truth of the matter is, I've said this before when I talked about it, is, like, when you get married again for a second time, it... If, if like Brad was nice to send a congratulations card, an engagement card, congratulations card to us, but I almost feel, you know, like uh, like I'm I, I had a big wedding the first time, and so you do sort of have to say, I think, acknowledge publicly that you're getting married, whatever, and so I did it. But no, we're not, we'll get married sometime in 2024. I don't think we're inviting anybody. Okay, and but you'll have a thing, yeah. Scott Morris will do that. We'll have a a wedding because he. I mean, we'll have a thing. So. But it may be, you know, whatever. Like maybe on his porch, you know. Right. We're just gonna we're gonna knock it out someday, yes. and then be married, which we essentially are now. Ex- ex- so. Well,
1: that's when you when you're that old, you just sort of decide, right? You just say we're married. <laughs> you know, you don't <laughs> you don't have to go because you just never know. You know, you never know. So it's best to just. What
5: uh, happened there? Something happened. I don't know what happened there.
1: Are you no, there? No, no, we're here. We're definitely here. Can you hear us? You were Thank just you. You're
5: saying when you're that old, and sure enough, right on cue, I'm like, "What's happening? Yeah, What's no, happening? Jeff. Hey,
1: <laughs> this is Jason and John. Uh, yeah. Remember." <laughs>
5: exactly. no uh it's honestly it's 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 very nice because um i'm an acquired taste and so for someone to you know we fit very well together yes and, uh, yes uh, and that's a nice thing You have met claire you've I, met claire haven't
1: you oh I, I yep and i will say this she is a she is a lovely woman uh she she, she did text me during the show which I thought was uh, out of bounds on her part. Uh, cause I'm, I, I, I try to focus, you know, yeah, on, what,
5: on... What did she text you about? She texted me she about, text
1: about this uh, this this trauma podcast that uh, I still have to get around to listening to, but uh, I always value what she has. She's a therapist, so which is perfect. She is. She's a therapist. And I will She's say this. I, I'll i pull back the curtain a little bit here. hope you don't mind. I, I knew about right. this far before, you know, you posted about it on, on social media. Yeah. And when you told me, I, and, and this is just, I'm soft. I'll be honest. I I cried. John choked up. I didn't choke did. up at all. John choked up. I did up. when he told me because you know what? Wow. My man Jeff deserves happiness. That's yes, and and and, and I and he yep. and he found somebody that makes him happy.
5: And and it's been a long and not a torturous path. Exactly to this, right. You know to this moment. Exactly from, right. And that may uh, it may because you know look you know I, i've been and through not divorce all, not all happiness and and and, and roses it, 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 it's not
1: i i'm i'm I've been through divorce, my mom and dad got divorced, I know how hard it is. To, and it obviously very different from your situation but i know how hard it is to start over you know for for mom and for dad you know i know how difficult and how uh complicated that process is and so for when i found out that you were you know you had made that we were going to make this official um you know that that brought me that brought me real joy and so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm we should have talked about this before today i that mean because it's. But uh, I'm, I'm obviously uh, very happy that uh, for you and Claire, and uh, I can't yeah, wait to celebrate. So that that's awesome. Uh, Memphis basketball got the win last night. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? Because it, it wasn't this overwhelming sense of of joy that they got it done. No. It was it was like a two sided
5: result, wasn't it? Well, it was funny because we had a caller today who said, "You know, Memphis fans overact to wins and overact to losses," and I'm like. Okay, we're well, we're overreacting if we're overreacting to this win, as if it's a loss. <laughs> like it's not the you end. Know, normally, when they beat Arkansas, you're like woo or, or whatever, and when they lose, it, you're like oh, it's the end of the world. Well, here they win, and yet I don't think anyone came away from that feeling better about the team than they did even going into it, right? And and so now I think the thing that that did, and you wrote about this, John, the thing that I think made people. To the extent you feel better about it was if you can learn a lesson in the context of a loss, like Penny always says there's no lo- there's no L's, there's just lessons. Well, the best time a lesson is in, the- is in a win, right so if you can both get the win and learn the lesson, and like whatever in Parth's story you saw, I-, I read you know Quinnerly was talking about all the work that needs to be done, uh, Caleb Mills was talking about all the work that needs to be done, and Penny, in your column was talking about how he's got to stop. Uh, playing musical chairs. Now, I don't know, like, I don't know that, that playing the right guys is going to be enough to beat Texas A&M. You know, like, I think this team has its intrinsic limitations now, particularly with the Jordan Brown thing playing out the way it is anyway, um, and with the offensive rebounding, which is a real problem anyway. So, but I think the way they give themselves a chance is to rely on this group, this core of experienced, pretty damn gifted players and seeing where they can take you. And that is in the end who helped them win last night.
3: Um and, and I'll tell you what, they've needed them just because of the you're not getting anything from Jordan Brown right now, he's ill, but Malcolm Dandridge I guess has been a a, a more important part of this than I anticipated he would be. And I, and, and I I've said it's been it's been good to see and they've needed it. I just can can you can they depend on it all season long, Jeff, with his injury history? Frankly, when he gets up off the floor, he he fell down on a rebound last night on his back or his yeah. you know, the, on his spine and it looked like man is he going to get up? I just it, they, it it just feels like you've got to get at least another option available just in case Malco can't be, you know, this solid for you uh in this sort of role, which is an increased one from what we anticipated.
5: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And it's not even that. It's like sometimes you're going to get the good Malco and sometimes you're going to get the slightly more erratic Malco. And so it's just nice to be able to... Malco is best deployed, whatever, 20 minutes a game, right? Like and yeah. where he can go full go and be at his best version of himself. And so, yeah, if they don't have Jordan Brown, I think it creates a real problem. Um, a lot. Um, and, and a fully engaged, um, you know, an effective Jordan Brown. I, that, that's why I think that... Um, you know, I, I think that if you don't have Jordan Brown as an effective weapon on this team, I think it lowers the feeling of this team, don't you? I don't mean, know. Is that too dramatic to say that? Not, I mean, he that was that the so best player in about? the no.
1: you know uh, mid majors last year. You know, I mean, yeah, you brought him in here to to be a contributor, to be a big contributor. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. It, and the, because also it also represents if if he's not, who who does it fall to? It's like. You know, Malcolm and Jordan. Back to Malcolm. Yeah. And, and, and
3: like those guys are okay, but, you know. Jordan's not a rebounder. We saw that again last right. night, too, last he night. He wants to play... He put, yeah, you know, he's more of a finesse yeah, big than he is yeah. a put-your-butt-on-somebody-and-box-out bo- big. He wants to so float. So, again, it leaps so much ex- on Malcolm. Exactly
1: right. You know? And he's got health problems, and he's you know he's sort of... His ceiling is capped. You know, I mean, he can give you 10-7, and 7 and I think that's probably a really good night for him. You know, Jordan Brown was a the guy they were bringing in here to, hey, get us a buck when we need one. Be 18-8 and eight type dude. And he's just been, not been that at all. Um, <clears throat> so, whatever, whatever he can be... The onus is on Penny to get it out of him, um, and and I you know I don't know what that is, but I do, and that's what I wrote. I mean, I think this the success of this season hinges on Penny's ability to reach in there and do that, as opposed to oh, Caleb Mills and Javon Quinterly averaging 17 a game. Like I don't think that's what it's about. It's about Penny and managing this.
5: Um, and, and, and 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 in fairness, he has historically done it. It doesn't. He hasn't always historically done it, though. You know, um, by January one, right. Um, and so can he, and honestly, even if Penny, like, I, I think there is a legitimate challenge in throwing this many players together. Like, and, yes. uh, and, and so I don't, I don't think it's easy, right? I think, I think the fact that they play the way they do, which is often like my turn, your turn, your turn is, is, is partly a product of the fact that they're, they are, which is Penny has said, they're all used to be in the alphas. They're all used to, and so, yep. um, that's the way they defer to each other as opposed to play necessarily together and with each other right now, in fair, like there were some moments last night when Quinterly hits, hits Jordan for the leg. Like, that was a, that was a big bucket. Well executed, beautifully executed. So there are times when they are able to play like that, but it has to be about more than David Jones, just like putting it on his shoulders and making things happen. Cause I just don't believe that's the way you're going to beat Texas A&M Clemson and Virginia.
1: Exactly right, Jeff. Appreciate it as always, Thank man. You, man. Thank Congrats you. To you.
5: Again,
1: yep. Yes, yep. Jeff Hawkins joins us every single Thursday here on the show. That's the job for Penny. It's, a, it's not something he's never done before in terms of figuring it out, but it's uh, inevitably what he will have to do uh, with this group. We'll come back, wrap it up on a Thursday. Jason and John. Jeff- How are you trying to film? Yes, Go, Go see
5: J. our man
1: Vanilla Howie at Robert Irwin Jewelers. He's Vanilla, baby. He wants to help make your holiday very special at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Because when you buy at Robert Irwin Jewelers, as you know, Jason, you're not just getting the, the ring. You're not just getting the engagement ring. You're not just getting the diamond. You're getting uh things for life. You're going to get that meant to be guarantee. So if, for whatever reason, it goes left. In the first year, after you buy the ring, you can bring it back, get your money back. Uh, You get that free ring sizing for life. So if you have a little bit too much vanilla, you can get that thing resized. No cost to you. All that and more every time when you shop with Robert Irwin Jewelers.
3: Lots of gift options, lots of financing options as well. Do long-term financing. Take up to 60 months to pay. 0% interest financing or no credit check financing. So Howie's got you covered even if you ain't got it all. Right now, but whatever the budget, that's the point. You can go in there and feel comfortable, knowing that you're going to come out of there with a smile, not with a frown, saying, "What have I done? I can't afford this." no how he's going to make you a great deal. Right now, super trendy: the flexi diamond bangle bracelets. The women love them. Uh, they're flexible and contoured to fit her wrist. You can wear one or stack a few of them up for a bolder look. Available in white, yellow, or rose gold. Perfect for Christmas. For, for starting at $599, going up to $5,999. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices always at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and especially for Christmas. Online at rijewelers.com. All locations will be open on Sunday through Christmas. So take advantage.
1: Are uh, you doing a watch party for Pat Steelers tonight? Where are you going to be?
3: No. No, no. We got to do Faith's birthday dinner tonight, so I won't, be, I won't be available for that. Where are we um, gonna be? Got, got pushed off there.
1: I'm not you with know. you. don't want to re- disclose the location.
3: Um, I mean, it's her, it's her choice.
1: Maybe you can get a discount, bro.
3: I am. I'm getting. I got a thirty dollar coupon. To oh, so y'all going to Chili's? Benihana. Oh, Benihana. It's her choice. I love oh, it. Love she loves uh, Benihana. I and love it. That. Love and it. And I feel like. Thirty dollar coupon, I'm getting off kinda easy. Yeah, I mean, so you damn near is getting mine, for free. I'm gonna be Benny Hanna's happiest customer mm-hmm. tonight.
1: I respect your how grounded your uh you know, your dinners are. You know, you're not above going to, you know, McDonald's or Wendy's or, you know, Benny Hanna or whatever. Like you keep it simple and I've always appreciated that. But
3: McDonald's and Wendy's is not a birthday thing.
1: Right. I'm just saying you'll <laughs> definitely hook that up for dinner though, happily. Oh yeah. I, I hooked
3: up some Dixie Queen last night for us. There you one. go. She was Dixie happy Queen. With, that, with that fish sandwich, extra hot sauce. Oh, my God. I love my wife when she only wants the fish sandwich from Dixie Queen. Done cost me a lot.
1: Well, look, uh, when you lose your first game 44 to 7, it's going to be Dixie Queen for a little bit.
3: Well, that was a church league game. Okay. it's so doesn't that, count, and I'm an assistant coach. Thank okay.
1: You. Assistant coach. Uh, I, I wrote for the uh, Daily Memphian, uh, can't coach, out coached. And then he called me, you know, on some BS, talking about, you know, wanting to come to me for writing that. It kind of brought it all full circle. Mm-hmm. Didn't it? Well, I know. We'll, we, we, when's our next game? Saturday?
3: We'll be back Saturday. Yep. School uh, season. Can't possibly
1: basketball get basketball. worse than that. There's no doubt about it. So things are looking up. That's going to do it for us today on the show. Thanks to Jeff Hawkins for hopping on. Thanks to Drew Hill as well. Gino and Jeff, you're up next.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.